Ahoy, you bunch of revolting ragamuffins. We have returned. Uh, Welcome back to the post show number 75, I believe. Big episode this week. When have I not said that? What if I said little episode this week? That would feel weird. But I don't know. Don't judge it by its size. Judge it by its quality. Okay. Great episode this week. Um, We talk about quite a few things. We've got a couple of premieres. A movie review at the end. I mean, you've already seen the intro. I don't know why I'm playing coy. But it's a, it's a fun episode, okay? Um, before I tell you about it in more detail, I would like to tell you about the comic book shop on Bank Street. Um, they proudly sponsor this podcast, and so you should proudly support them, okay? Be a friend. They're at 128 Bank Street if you're in Ottawa. And if not, fear not, because they have a website at thecomicbookshop.com shop spelt s-h-o-p-p-e the french way their instagram is comic book shop bank shop spelt the same way and also this is coming up in april they've got like a mid-april spring sale um lots of merch over there that we highly recommend they've got anime figurines comic books they've got manga mcu stuff gundam they've they've have a huge selection we go there for many of our weeb slash otaku fair uh, and so we recommend you do as well, and let them know that we sent you, okay? This is crucial. I mean, I guess. You know what I mean? Just just check them out. You'll you'll enjoy it. Okay, um, what do we talk about this episode? Vinland Saga, Season 2, Episode 13. The Mandalorian, Season 3, Episode 5. Hell's Paradise, The Pilot. And you know what we say about pilots, Episode 1. Uh, big pilot this week. Um, lots of newsfeed news. Oddly amount, like an odd amount of HBO stuff in the news. Take that for what you will. Uh, and then we wrap up on another pilot, My Home Hero, Episode 1, Succession, S4E2. And then The Definitive, All Quiet on the Western Front. Yes, that's right. If you haven't seen it yet, if those Oscars weren't good enough, the Part-Time Otaku dedicated review should be... We close the podcast on our experience with All Quiet on the Western Front. And now, you may enjoy the show. Oh, hey there, Grant. Hey, Dave. What's up, you Hans Landa-looking motherfucker? (laughs) (laughs) Doing pretty good. Sorry. Pretty good. Hans Landa, you know, I was trying to think of something to call you. And oh my god, me. you know what I thought? I literally thought Lando Calrissian. Oh. <laughs> That's what I went to, I was not even listening. I heard the, like, the la, and I was like, yeah, I love Lando. That's a great call. That's a weird, that's a compliment. And then I realized, no, <laughs> these aren't usually compliments. No, Hans Landa. Uh, Wait till you find yeah. out what I'm going to call the audience in the intro. Oh my god. Well, actually, they, they already know, and it, yeah. it's mean, but... It is a surprise to me every week as I edit. So. I, I went for the alliteration again. Um, always. <laughs> All right, man, big week. We've got like... um, Great week. Really good week. We have quality episodes of existing shows, Mm -hmm. and we have some big premieres for some new shows. Man, you gotta love an inverse episode. Gotta love that, because last week was... What do you call it? All finales, yeah. Yeah. And we did... For the most part. Yeah, and it's good to, you know, out with the old... Not that they were bad or old, Mm -hmm. but like new stuff is always good stuff. Until it's bad. Until it's bad, yeah. The yeah. excitement of getting into something new and seeing if it's going to be like the you know the thing of the season or whatever. Like, yeah, I feel gross saying that, but uh, I think it's now a part of our lives. So yeah, it's weird, eh? I love 
the the coverage work I do, like the notes I take, the you know the scouring Twitter and you know getting the temperature on Reddit and everyone else, like it's I kind of love what I've become, but it's, yeah. it's pretty tiring. <laughs> it's I was telling you I was at the gym before this. My trainer was like, "You watching any good animes right now?" And I was just like. Yeah, dude. I was just like, no, but the thing was, good anime. I was, I just shook my head. I was like, it's like, yeah, man. Like, I got a whole podcast. Like, but I, I like jumble it out. I'm like, oh, but you're the, then you're gonna ask me about it, and I'm gonna have to talk to you about it. <laughs> I don't do this shit for free. Listen to the show. Yeah, I was gonna be like, dude, just I'll give you a business card on the way out. All right, just let's just yeah. focus on the lift. QR code that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is it is weird, uh, like the having to give like yeah. a sales pitch every time. Like, do you do it? Sure. Like when people go, like it, it got brought up in the barber shop the other day, and someone's like, "Oh, you got a podcast, right?" And then you see everyone like perk up, like, "Oh, you got a podcast!" Like people don't know you can do them for free. Like they think it's like you have an accreditation of some kind. Yeah. Um, and like, oh, what's it about? And I want to be like, I don't know, men's self improvement, but not the toxic, scary kind. But then. <laughs> Once I say it's about cartoons, they're like, oh, fuck this kid. Out. Now, the only time, you know, I, I'm much more of a recluse than you are. Well, I'm legitimately a recluse and you are not. But, uh, you know, what I was, <clears throat> you know, we, we gave them out to some local businesses and stuff like that, both you and I. Hmm. And one of the places I, I, I gave it, like, they immediately were like, well, what's it about? And I'm like, all right. And, like, I, you know, I got into it then. We had a good conversation. And they're like, yeah, we'll definitely put this up. I'm like, Tight. Okay. So I guess, you know, the cards work, you know, like, it is a conversation starter to it. They do work. Extent, so. Yeah, it's no. It's definitely a conversation starter. I guess the question is like, do you find you run out of energy to be like, all right, dude, here's my elevator pitch? No, because I have a pretty, even though like you know, anime is obviously like getting bigger and bit bigger. Mm-hmm. I think even within the past like two three years, my barometer has gotten pretty accurate on the read of the person asking the question. Like if I but feel he's like busting out his barometer. But if like if it's if it's gonna like you feel like it's gonna hit like sometimes there is some reservation, you're like, this isn't gonna like I'll just deny it. You know, I, I will move on. Yeah. But there are some people it's like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go on this conversation with you and it like has yet to fail me. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like there's there are sometimes when there's a dude who asks or the person who asks like, oh so what what's it about? And it's like I'm gonna put in the energy into telling you with like with with honesty and i'll be genuine and i'm going to give you the real answer and i know mm-hmm. you're not going to care yep. just because you know maybe i'm judging a book by its cover or whatever it is or maybe mm-hmm. it's inauthentic sure. to your point yep. but like yeah like you get enough of those and you're like oh, it's, I, I don't know man you yep. know what eventually put me down that path but a similar headspace you might agree is people asking about your tattoos Oh, sure. It's yeah, like, yeah. how many times have you been 18 and on a beach and someone's mm-hmm. like, oh, what's that? Or it's yeah. like, I can answer this question a dozen times in my life. What's that mean to you, bro? Yeah. So what does that symbolize? It's like, I'm going to answer this the first three times I'm asked. Yeah. And if you show up late, you just get to not know. Yeah. You're uh, you're seven years late on this one, sir. So uh, I will not be yeah. answering your question. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be a good answer. Should have been there when I got tattooed, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's the person you just met. That's all I talked about. And uh, you missed it, so. Yeah. I've had just, like, random, because I've, I've had, like, weird, like, I'm thinking about, like, beach vacations, and, like, sure. guys just hit you up. So what's, uh, what are all the tats about, bro? And it's always a dude with no tattoos, right? Because mm-hmm. he, he, you know, if he had tattoos, it's like, hey, man, I don't want to, I don't want to go through the whole thing. Because they're flirting with the dangerous idea of getting a tattoo, but it's yeah. not that anymore. It's yeah. everyone has them. So, you know, five years ago, or no, ten years ago. Yeah. Yo, what is that? Where'd you get that? Who did and that? then there's the equally as bad 
mm-hmm. opposite version of that. Sure. The person who, even though you didn't ask, tells you about their tattoos. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm a little sore, sore today. Oh, yeah? You work out or something? <laughs> no, actually, I just got this tattoo. And they lift up the whole sleeve. Anyway, it's about my... Uh... <laughs> It's, uh, it's part two of 16 sessions. Uh, I don't think I'll be able to finish it. Yeah. Because, uh, I'm financially in ruin. But yeah. <laughs> but the Lotus has a lot of meanings, actually, to me, <laughs> to my family. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Share as much as you want, people. Just don't yeah. be surprised when people are listening. All right? That's all I'm saying. I love, uh, yeah, I, just, I love having a goof on a stereotype. Yeah. Sure. And uh, yeah, and we we are many of those stereotypes, right? Oh my God, man. Yeah, a couple guys of the podcast. All right, fucking merch. A hyperbolic golden retriever, man. So like, you know, like, yeah, I get it. And I'm like the very yeah, we're but yeah, I'm the very. I don't know. I don't know which one I fall into. And I don't want to. Let's not make guesses. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Leave it in the comments. Folks. Don't, no, don't <laughs> do not DM me. <laughs> I don't know if I can take that. Um, all right, all right. We should get into the anime part. Of the anime <laughs> yeah, podcast. let's do it. Finland Saga. Uh, season two, episode 13. There's yeah. your spoiler warning. Second core engaged. Second core engaged. I, I kind of forgot. I do slightly regret watching the second core trailer. Did you, did you see that? No, I didn't know there was one. Well, there is one. Don't watch yeah. it. Sure. Okay. But, well, if anything, the OP was in very heavy handed on what is to come. I think. Yeah, I think it's actually... Which seems to be a map of play (laughs) at this point. Yeah, it does. But I will say, they feature... um, Is the new character's name Garter? Gardener? Yeah, uh, yes. I think his name is only spoken once to really lock on. Um, What a twist that is. We'll get to it. But um, So in the trailer, or OP, whatever it is that looked spoilery, I was mistaking him. I was really confused if it was a brand new character. Or if if it was Einer, like, you know ultra instinct version like sure. when he goes super saiyan we get another like six year you know time yeah jam. you know thorfinn's just been like grinding you know death into his bones you know <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah. i was unsure if it was him or not but clearly it's not so that helps god how perfect timing is it of course the old man has a stroke or whatever it was eh yeah yeah that was uh and like I feel like, you know, we, we I feel like this has been brought up a few times with this show, like this season is, they do such a delicate job with balancing the violence and like, even the minutia of like regular life. Like even like, they take like the slave thing out of the situation and all that, like they can really just nail a dinner scene and like someone being proud at the table and other people like, you know, like just there's so many, so many, so much ball juggling in this episode. And, you know, it's kind of different what they've done this season so far. And we get the little moments of, like, Thorfinn smiling. And this, You know, like, they, they fade in all this stuff. But this was, like, a really good, you know, violence is violence. You know, continues and continues and continues. But, like, they can't find these, like, little subtle moments. They're not quite as much as, like, Attack on Titan and everyone sitting around the bonfire. Yeah. But, like, they can fit in a scene like that. But, yeah, it was... Oh, and, like, they really just landed the plane on, like, how sad we're going to be with, you know, Arnheide and Einer's situation, and now, like, this guard, or whatever his name is, so it's, God, yeah. man. Like, did you, the second he reveals, like, he's going to go find her in the beginning of the episode when he kills, like, the Slave Masters, were you like, oh, it's clearly, like, he's going after Einer's crush? Or did you think it was too on the nose in the, in the, in the second? Well, that's a really good question. I... I was torn because, for one, I couldn't think of any other female characters. Yeah. So, I was like, okay, so it's probably her. 
mm-hmm. but uh, at the same time, Vinland Saga is really adept at doing this like this like um, isolated plotline thing, mm-hmm. and they only meet up like we're about to see with Thorfinn and Canute. Like they meet up when it's time, right? Yes. So like I thought it was like very possible that like we were just gonna get a new perspective new new pov character mm-hmm. and like it would be a quest to find his wife and we'll see Seven who she is later and it's like yeah it, it did feel like it was something like something big down the road but it was very like a quick yeah revelation i think they more tried to cliffhanger like they go for the cliffhanger yeah of it also so I, I was like okay we're either gonna go on a journey with this dude and find who it is and maybe it's like a new group of characters that are gonna like play into the coming conflict or it's clearly einhardt and it was yeah. so uh yeah, I don't know. I like how they introduced him, though. Sure. I like, like, the brutality of the character. I like all the pawns being kind of set up right mm-hmm. now. Oh, lots of that, yeah. They could have maybe introduced him slightly earlier, like, two episodes ago. Like, have the threat of him yes. looming for a little you longer, know, hang it in the air, and then, you know what I mean? A scene of, like, you know, him you know, being, like, you know, assaulted or whatever. Like, because, you know, they, they kind of tee up. Like, Snake makes a line of, like, how bad the, the master was to his slaves. Yeah. You know, and he's, like, you know, and, like, surprising this hasn't happened sooner kind of thing. Yeah, you're definitely right. Like, two, even, like, two, maybe even one episode ago, like, a little moment, you know, like, even if it was, like, uh, you know, like, Thorfinn and Einar pulling a cart and in the background of the other farm, you can clearly see, like, someone getting, like, beaten down. You know, yeah. or like something like something just so background like, that, like you know, on a rewatch you would have noticed it kind of thing. Or do his premiere an oh, episode or two ago, like where he kills his master, like space this <laughs> out. Like how cool would it have been if we had this whole episode, and it just ended on the ending with mm. him showing up and having not been in that episode at all, and then calling and then her calling him her husband. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that would have been like, oh shit! Like, do you know what the, you know what the problem is though? Mm. We've been canoed heavy. We have not been here. We've been away. Yeah, that's true. And I think if they had done it before, you know, Kettle made his way and all, you know, the stuff with, you know, Omar and, and uh, the other son, um, I think it would have been maybe just too far enough away for it to like hit again. So yeah, yeah maybe they're kind of just <clears throat> kind of constricted to what the story, like the way the story's been going so far. But yeah, a fair either point way, of view. It was it was a big surprise, you know, ultra violence uh, as Finland Saga does. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I'm like, you know, Leanna like 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 howled at the screen. Really, like, oh my god, you know the way the episode ended, you know, like again the perfect cuts to credits for this show. Like, no one no one can get that split second better than Midland Saga. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I think is it going to be explosive opening next week? Is it going to be like a moment of calm and like you know he's being chased down, so he has to run away, and then we're kind of left with the pieces of like Einar trying to put it together with her alone and guard, you know, he's away or whatever. I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. Like this could, this is definitely going to affect what's about to happen with Kettle coming back. Right. Yeah. It has to, like you don't <laughs> introduce him at the 11th hour. Yep. You know what I mean? For, for no reason. I, I like that he, I mean, this is a weird sentence, but within context, um, I like that he's a former slave only because it plays into Thorfinn's character development, like, very yeah. specifically. You know what yes. I mean? Like, he has kind of dreamed up or come up with this, like, very... Philanthropic isn't a good word, isn't the right word, but, like, this very, like, kind of do-gooder philosophy sure. on how he wants to do good going forward. Hmm. And, you know, him and Canute are on these kind of inverse paths, and then in comes in this third party who 
will probably agree with Thorfinn's goal, but I bet they'll very much differentiate on on their on how to get there. You know what I mean? Like this guy wants to speak in violence. Yeah. So the thing, you know, and I think it was very heavy-handed this episode. It, it was heavy-handed, but it was a kind of a subtle way to reintroduce the topic of religion. And that, that was a big part of Kumi's oh, story right. in season I have it in my one. notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe this is their way of saying, like, this is literally going to be, you know, Thorfinn as making this choice to change and, like, do different. It's like this, you know, if you want to take on, like, a, maybe a religious perspective, this is his first, you know, um, challenge to his faith, right? The, the choice to do violence or do not violence. So, you know, like, they, again, they literally, like, put a big-ass golden Bible in front of us. And, like, you know, they, so I think they're really trying to hit home, like, the pain of the choices that Thorfinn's going to have. You know, because clearly, like, Einar is now being set up for potential harm yeah. with this, you know, this new foil. Um, super foil, really. I don't know. This is about to get really interesting and really complicated. Um, this was a fantastic episode. This is a very good new core setup. Really good build. Really good build. It's just like, because we got Leaf coming too with the boys. (laughs) Yep. There's a conflict. The Kettles are going to beat them there with Leaf. They'll be there, what, two minutes before Canute arrives? Like, with an army in tow. Um, What if the handlers or the retainers are all busy slash dead because of this Mm. guy, Garter? Um, What if Einar and or Thorfinn are injured before they get there? You know what I mean? Like, there's just so much that could happen. It's, uh, yeah, it's really fun, man. I'm... Someone did ask me about how is season two, and I was like, like, are they, they said, is it as good as season one? I just said, like, I, I know it's going to be like, it's yeah. been, yes, it's wow. been such it's a, a build. Movie. Yeah. It's, it's so fun. It's, it's two different beasts. You know, yeah. they are telling, it's the same world. It's the same characters, but they are telling two different stories. Like there's transitions between one to the other, but they are trying to tell two different stories. So yeah. it's a uh, fucking farmland, man. I never thought. You know, the farm could be so violent. <laughs> um, great, yeah, okay. Speaking of <clears throat> um, interstellar space farming. Oh, eh? There you go. Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 5. Consider <laughs> that your uh, spoiler warning. We got a we got a pirate episode. We got a pirate episode. It's literally called The Pirate. God, my voice. Is it really the, pirate. the Pirate? It's called The Pirate. Well, I missed that. Yeah, well, now you know, dude. Very, uh, very on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Um, what'd you think of this one? You've been kind of hit or miss, I feel like, with your with uh, Mandalorian this week or this season. So, yeah. So, I still am a little bit. Um, again, I'm still trying to put the pieces together because the thing that I'm having a hard time now is there's only three episodes left. So they are only eight, eh? The yeah. So like the story that they're going with, like again, I think. I think they're now because there's a, a very big moment for Rebels fans in this episode. There's you know the a live action debut of a character. Okay. And so, I and there's been a lot of like Rebel centric stuff, kind of Easter eggs in the episode. Like you know how like everyone was calling the book of Boba Fett like you know the Mandalorian season two point five. Yeah. You know there's been enough moments in this season of the Mandalorian where it feels like Ahsoka point five, like the preseason. You know, like, there's a lot of setup for, like, the main players that are going to be in that show. Oh, that's and con- that's a show that's going to happen, yeah? 100%, yeah. So, like, and they, like, too, like, the Thrawns, you know, where's Grand Admiral Thrawn, where's Ezra Bridger? You know, like, those are Rebels characters. And okay. So, like, that stuff, like, Leanne and I were geeking out on the couch when they introduced, like, when, so, the scene with uh, the guy from Kim's Convenience, uh, the pilot, 
the yeah. real pilot. Yeah. You know, he's in the bar, and then, like, that CG, you know, alien kind of comes up to him. That His name is Garazeb, and he is one of the main characters of Rebels. Uh. Um, And he looked fantastic, by the way. Like, you know, that's that's the thing I knew, like, oh, he's going to be returning, because that is, like, probably, like, a $2 million shot <laughs> for what he, like, the amount of time he was in the episode. Um, the, the use of, like, you know, somewhat... Uh, someone um like cg and then also like some prosthetics and stuff like yeah. that like he looked, he looked really really cool so i love that the dog fights in space dynamite like yeah they are so good at, they uh, they seem at, to at, have at like they seem to have like made a leap with yeah. the space stuff like yes. mandalorian has never looked cheap like they've nope. really figured out and and dude they do a lot of space stuff like yeah like i don't know but i love it sorry keep going. Been, did you did you like the episode uh, yeah, I did. I think, like, I'm, I, I don't know what the right word is, maybe a little, little perplexed on, like, the overall uh, direction. Sure. Um, but I don't know, like, I've binged the last two seasons, so it was very much easier to, like, find, like, the through line of a show when you're watching, like, two or three episodes at once. Yes. Um, mm. This is a little bit different. I'm, I'm really... Like, there hasn't really been anything with Grogu. No. Well, it's, like, the theme of the season has been, like, Mandalore, 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 right? Yeah. And got Mandalore out of the way pretty quick, and now... So, like, it just... And they've kind of repeated this again, because this is kind of my gripe with the first episode, where, like, they set up the the whole hunt for the Taika Waititi droid, right? It's almost a whole episode dedicated to it, and then they just kind of moved away from it. Yeah. And maybe that'll loop back. Like I said, we have three episodes left. But, you know, they do this whole thing. They go back to, uh, like, on the planet's name. But essentially, you know, Carl Weathers' planet. And, Mandalore? You know, the, no, not Mandalore. The, the, no, the height, like, where the, they go and protect. Like, the Mandalorians come and they say Navarro. Navarro, yes. So, so, like, you know, like, there's a whole thing, you know, you know, he promised us a piece of home and da-da-da. They're like, Kate, let's go do it. You know, they complete the mission. They're given the piece of land, you know, live in peace and finally have a home. And they're like... Yeah, we're going to Mandalore. And it's like, well, you know, like, was all this set up to save the Navarro just like another, like, like a handoff just to go back to Mandalore? Like, yeah. I just, like it just seems like a, like, I'm really not trying to be grumpy about it, but it just feels all fabricated to yeah, get no, to it, something that they were probably going to do anyways. I think you make, like, a good point. Like, it's yeah. it's weird for the show to put all this, like, pressure on, like, no, only this one droid will work. And then, like, the mm. minute there's a second droid, he's like, oh, that'll work fine. Yeah. And then, th- like, that did, it felt like a big moment to me. And I was like, you know, I don't know anything about the lore, but, like, them being granted land on a planet mm. was is like, oh, I was like, oh, this is, like, a probably a big deal lore-wise and historically speaking. Because like now they, they have in a the home. shadows on that planet, right? Like season one, they were living in those sewers. Like it was, like everyone knew they were there, but like they were hiding. Yeah. You know? So like, like people of Navarro knew. You know, living out in the front in front of society, being a part of society in a way with respect, because they just saved this, yeah. this these people is like oh wow this is like a big interesting deal. Um, and then like okay never mind we're going to Mandalore or whatever like that was kind of weird. Um, just, I'm also yeah confused by the whole like but most of bo arc yeah it's it's getting a little bo yeah. yeah um you know who's great though who's that i mean her voice at least every time she's on screen the whoever's playing the armor i know 
<laughs> we were watching it, and I looked to Leanne. I was like, I can't take her seriously because, like, you know, it's just like I can't. I hear her voice and I laugh. Like it's funny to me. Like I it's, know. it's it's supposed to sound really cool, and it is, but it's also like comically cool. It's like <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It it's comically yeah. cool. Like she's like so inner element. Yeah, and but it's it's also hard to take her seriously because like I still. I think the show tries so hard to like leave her as like because there's so many theories that she's actually like the big bad, you know oh, like she's okay. like she's scheming and she's in the background you know again like we don't we never see her face because the whole Mandalorian thing and that's like a convenience for storytelling and she has this yeah it's very cryptic volume you know like she's basically <laughs> doing she's doing like space Seinfeld sometimes it feels like. <laughs> And it's so hard to get out of my head every time she's on screen. It's like, yeah, that was an awesome delivery, but you sound like a clown. What's and... the deal with this guy? <laughs> the mind's a Mandalore. You have to purify yourself. You know? <laughs> like, what's the deal with that? It's our rules. I don't know. It's like, you know, it's just, I know. It's, <laughs> but I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is, it is a lot. But yeah, the whole Bo-Katan thing. So a little backstory is like, she tried to... The thing that it kind of works, and I see what they're doing now, is she once attempted to unite Mandalore, right? And, you know, she had the Darksaber at one point. She got it from Maul, you know, because he, you know, Darth Maul had it for the longest time. Oh, um, didn't know that. Or he took it from her. Yeah, he took it from her. She took it back. Uh, okay. Or no, sorry. He took it from her. Um, I can't remember. Yeah, anyways. So, she, because whoever has, like, the Darksaber is, like, you know, they kind of look to that person as, like, a uniter and can bring plans yeah. together. Yeah. She lost it. Everyone abandoned her. And the people that kind of, like, ruined her plans were, like, that... I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. Like, that terrorist cell of Mandalore. Yeah, yeah. Which eventually became the chil- you know the ch- children of the Watch. Um, so it's, like, to see, <laughs> to see her, like, be so bitter about them and then them kind of, like, reuniting her or getting her to kind of, like, lead claim. That's where I'm, I am a little skeptical on the armor. I see where there's some creative people think that, like, oh, there's going to be, like, a backdoor shady deal. You know, the armor's going to screw her over, but... I don't know. It's, uh... Because it was weird. She was like, I didn't believe the myth... She kind of told her about the mythosaur. Yeah. And kind of like... It felt like it went right over the armor's head. And then she's like... At the time. Yeah. And then she's like, ah, you saw the mythosaur. You will unite us. And it's just like... It seems so like... It's like that's relevant now? But it wasn't then? Yeah. So, I don't know. It's... Like I said, I love looking at the show. Their action set pieces are off the chain. Um, Yeah. And uh, I will watch a dogfight with the N1. Like... Any day. It was so good. And yeah. like Bo-Katan's ship too. She was pulling off some really cool moves. I, I loved it. Yeah, man. They the raided the city. It was very fun. They've got the action really, really, really dialed. Mm-hmm. Like, which is so funny for something that's just like the inverse problem mm. that everything has is like a lot of the Disney shows, a lot of the MCU shows, like they all fall short when it times to do like movie things. It comes mm-hmm. time to do movie things and not this. Like they nail it every time they do it. The action is the juice, you could say. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, you could, bro. Yeah, yeah, I fucking love Mandalorian. All right, um, first premiere of the show, mm-hmm. Hell's Paradise. This is a big one. A lot of ads. It's Mappa again, of course. Um, yeah. Who else really does anime? Um, I, I saw a lot of ads for this as of like. Uh, it was like if you're a the promo fan. For this has been insane, yeah. Yeah, it's like if you're a fan of Jujutsu Kaisen and Chainsaw Man, you should watch yes. this. It's like okay, so it's a shonen. Yeah, so um, it's a Mappa Studio joint. Yeah, so it's a, <laughs> yeah exactly that they they scooped up. Um, I don't know anything about it. I don't know if it's from a manga. If I believe it's done. an adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you start. What do you think? 
Uh, this was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely not perfect by any means. Not like a it, like it's a strong pilot. There's a couple like weird hiccups I found like narrative wise, uh-huh. but they did some really cool editing in this episode um they played around with time and like who's talking at what time and what yeah. being like vision. That, i think that was like a huge highlight and i think it's probably one of my favorite things of this year so far wow was there a very, specific very, very part cool. the whole scene where because they kind of like trick they kind of trick you into like when he's talking about like what like what's the next execution and like she's like interview, and like then you realize that every time she's asking him, she is interviewing him every time he survives an execution. And then they talk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, and then towards the end of it, you're like, okay, so what's the next one? And then you realize like, oh, you know, like she, like this isn't like he hasn't done them already, and then she's talking to him. This is a process of like days and days and days that they're sitting talking to each other, and it, it just it's kind of revealed around this the probably the third execution. And I thought that was like just kind of like a really cool like you know just playing around with the editing and kind of leaving us in the dark about the scenes and like not cutting away too often. I don't know. I, yeah. I just I thought it was very well presented. Yeah, it was. It's um very effective uh, yes. storytelling. I think it's a, a strong pilot. Yep. And to your point, pilots are hard, man. Yeah, so hard. Um, but yeah, like I thought, like I think back of like to the really recently uh, successful shonens like Jujutsu, like Chainsaw Man. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, all of these shows, you know, Tear Eternity, uh, different, obviously, but very good pilot. Sure. Um, you know, the whole point of a pilot is to be like, okay, what's the show, right? Yeah. And this did that. And I think it yep. did it very effectively. I will watch this week to week, 100%. 100%, man. This is... 100%. You know, like, I think the... Uh, because I did see, I think, one or two trailers for this, just because I wasn't sure, like, what it was. Like, because, um, and because it wasn't really being talked about yet, but those first trailers were coming out. I don't think the ball had gotten rolling yet on, the like, the marketing. Um, but the use of color and fluidity is, like, very, very key. And we I don't think we've really seen that yet. The Like, of what the strong, like, the, the strength of the show is going to be. Yeah. So I think when it really kicks off, I think it's, I think it might blow us away. And yeah. again, the animation is fantastic. So, like, just the way it moves and the fight scene. Like, when they throw down, when he realizes that he wants to live. Also, like, her baiting him into, you know, saying that he wants to live, that he isn't hollow. Like, and then he finally just explodes and the two of them are throwing down. Oh. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to see ninjutsu? Oh, that was so cool. I know. I was like, it's a hype, it's a hype shonen moment. You gotta love that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that was my, uh, that was my, like, the biggest moment of the episode is, like, when they finally let loose a little bit. Yeah, I was like, oh right, this is looking more like the trailer mm-hmm. I saw because the trailer had crazy colors, very vivid, yeah. beautiful color, very bright color palette, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of contrasty stuff, and that's what the ninjutsu ninjutsu stuff looks like. So yeah, I'm <laughs> taking down. this, taking the friggin' pose on top of the bodies and like, I was like looking all smug. I was like, damn, the show's gonna have some cool shots. Yeah, sure. it's gonna slap. It's gonna be some sakuga. I hope uh, the girl was it Yamada. Yes. Uh, I hope she's mainstay cast. I think so. I, from what I've seen, it seems like the two of them. They kind of, like, in the OP, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but it seems to be, like, they paired off a lot of people. Okay. And, like, I, again, the OP doesn't necessarily absolutely reflect what's going to take place in the show, but, you know, the OP is, like, a big part of the experience, and, you know, it gives cues and this and that, and there was seemed to be quite a bit of pairing uh, amongst the cast, and they were 
together a lot. So I think I think they're going to be a, a duo for the better part of the show. Yeah, yeah, no, it sounds like that. Um, okay, Hell's Paradise. Shall we uh, do the news feed? Yeah, let's do it. News feed. Sorry, All right. I had to tell uh, you. you want me to jump right in? Yeah, sure, you can start. All right. Uh, so Barry finally has a season uh, premiere date, and it is April 16th in two weeks. Dude, that's right around the corner. <laughs> do you, did you, well, I guess you would have saw the trailer with Succession. Yes. Uh, no footage of season four. I thought that was a very interesting choice. Wait. What do you mean? Well, when they they when they announced the premiere date, April sixteenth, uh-huh. they did not show any season four footage. They all showed clips from seasons one to three. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did not see that. I yeah. just saw a trailer for season four. I almost. Oh, you did see a trailer for season four. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, I Separately. definitely saw separately oh not oh, yeah like I, just before yeah yeah uh, i got confused succession? yeah yeah oh my okay bad, see I'm, I'm watching it live That's yes i'm never watching <laughs> <Okay>. it live <laughs> damn um, all right well there is a trailer then all right yeah there is a trailer oh so you haven't seen the trailer fuck no it's uh yo they get right into it no, don't no. watch it don't watch it of course not. Go Zero Dark Rant on it. <laughs> That's the plan. But, uh, yeah, I was actually worried because when they, they showed all that in April 16th, I, I had a hesitation. I was thinking, oh, are they just doing, like, a rerun starting on the 16th? And doing, like, you, you know, like, playing, like, all the like the first three seasons in a row leading to a premiere or something. Oh, like that'd that, be like, cool. at a later date. But, no, I guess there's a fourth season trailer. So, there is yeah. one, and it's uh, heavily spoilery. I mean, not yeah. heavily spoilery. It's probably, uh, like, the first ten minutes of... You know, it's probably all footage from the first episode, but, like, what if it's and not? probably stop putting this on in there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, people are tricky with trailers now. Um, Damn, that's I thought fine. that was a cool take they were taking. Sorry, bro. The... <laughs> Damn. They should, they should have done that. I was pretty hyped. Yeah. More HBO news. Hot D, Hot House of the Dragon, season two. It's going to have eight episodes instead of ten. Mm. Um, because they've already greenlit, greenlit season three. What is wrong with me today? There's <laughs> already so you get for going to the gym and being a healthy person before the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. No surprise. It's all those tongue exercises I did. <laughs> These uh, weighted... Ah, wait, I don't want to get graphic. Um, but uh, I, It seems like the most obvious thing in the world. Like that, I, I can't remember... Yeah, do you remember, Grant? Like, we talked about this when Hot D was on. Like, they already had in mind a length for it to tell mm. the story. Do you remember if they said four or five seasons, or was it two or three? Uh, no, I don't think it was two or three. I don't think they gave a number, but they did say, like, this is going to definitively end before it, like... Because, like, the book ends, right? Yeah, the book's like, over, yeah. It's not like a continuing series, so... Again, like, there was kind of some closure to the story, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I don't know. I could see them doing, like, four. That'd be fine yeah. if they wrapped it up in four. Four sounds right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, well, Barry's doing it. Succession's doing it. That might be their new go-to. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, more HBO news. Uh, White House Plumbers, uh, which is the Watergate limited series, Dude. is debuting on May 1st. Dude, we are talking about this every week. Counting on it. Oh my god, I'm so glad you said that. I was going to say, one, did you watch the trailer? And two, are you going to watch this fucking thing? <laughs> Absolutely. Dave, I've been... So, this has been announced and... Like not worked on for ten years, but they've been. This has been trying to get made for over ten years. Really? At HBO. Yeah, it's like been a long time, and I've been following it. The, like I remember, um, in like first year of college, being on like slashfilm.com, talking about the White House Plumbers. Really? And, like, a, a variation of it. Oh yeah, like this is like a long time. Oh, I'm so. Yeah. I like okay. We 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 didn't have any like middle age gripes. 
to start the show? Or did we? Did we complain about something? Uh, uh, no, I th- actually think we had, like, <laughs> kind of fun, you know... I know we talked about, like, just anime and, like, people and dealing oh, with... Oh, no, but I, do, I did complain about people asking me questions. <laughs> sure, oh, yeah, I guess so. Which, yeah. you could interpret that as, like, man is angry, people show interest in him. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, th- yeah. That, that for my end, that was a little grumpy. But I, what I was going to say was, another, like, weird... I don't know if this is a middle-aged thing. I don't know if we're middle-aged. Would you say we're, we're not, middle-aged? But go ahead. <laughs> but like a weird thing that I feel like younger me wouldn't be excited about mm. would be like I would not be super excited about a Watergate series on HBO. <laughs> and like I am so dialed and excited for this right now. Dave, you're trying to tell me when you were like 16, you weren't like on Wikipedia reading about like <laughs> like the Watergate situation and all that. Like you were never no. into that stuff. No. Really? No, oh, I man. think I was a yeah, World of Warcraft and reading up on Watergate. No, <laughs> that see, was I was my lane <laughs> and listening to Van Halen. I was definitely partying <laughs> the whole time. I could not yeah. absorb information in high school. No, I know. Was, yeah, my was brain there. was pickled. I, remember. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't. Um, dude, yeah, Demon Slayer. Okay, yeah. Last on White House Plumbers, dude. It's fucking Justin Theroux, my boy. Oh, it's Woody Harrelson, man. It's dude. oh, it's gonna be a wild ride. I my love God. unhinged Woody. Did you? Um, Woody. Did you ever watch The Leftovers? Oh, again, we've we've definitely gone. I watched know, the sorry. first season, and I got screwed by a PVR recording of season two, and this was all pre-on demand stuff. So like, it just never yeah, got around yeah, yeah, finishing yeah. it. But I will. I, anyway, I it's a goat performance by Justin Thoreau, IMO. It's uh, so criminally run- underrated. He is so fantastic. And uh, I, I'll never look at Woody Harrelson uh, the same after I saw him just over-deliver and overperform so well in uh, True Detective Season 1. Yeah. Like, he, that dude just has my respect. So I'm very excited for, for this and that pairing. Um, Demon Slayer Season 3 premieres in five days. <laughs> why dude isn't that fucked we're so excited yeah <laughs> um, I was just asking about this morning what when is that Sam was, it's funny because we're wrapping up a couple shows that we've been watching mm-hmm. and I was like well you're due for a new anime so like get picking don't worry I'll have a list of choices over to you <laughs> uh, she's like well well, what about Demon Slayer I want to watch that I was like oh right yes you do so the whole gang wants to watch Demon Slayer yeah dude it's 11 fun. episodes it's great Sunday viewing Appointment viewing, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for you to see this. Uh, I'm excited for you to see this um, this premiere. I know. So, do you think they're going to do like <clears throat> the two, um, like the yeah. 45 minute episode yeah. premiere? Yeah. Okay, that'll be good. That's why it's love episodes. Yeah, because it's 12, really. Yeah, that's good to know. All right, that's my but, guess. But yeah. yeah, well, we will be there. We'll be talking on on the show. Yeah. Um, and in you know. <laughs> In fun, you know, PTO uh, post-show history, uh, Tokyo Revengers Season 3 is announced. We We've heard of that show. not watch this one. Yeah. I will check in for the OP because they consistently have bangers. So They but, do. Uh, some people, actually, I think a lot of the audience is not <laughs> like, super impressed. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, this season's been a huge washout, apparently. Has it really? So apparently, it's not just us. No, no. We, what, we dipped after two episodes, you and I, I think? Yeah. Was it two? Yeah, yeah two or three. But, uh, yeah, brutal. It's <laughs> tough. Yeah, it was, it's coming back, though. Sucks to suck. Um, Harry Potter series in development at HBO. Each yeah. season to cover an entire book. This is... Fresh, hot off the press. This is like, breaking news. It broke basically yesterday morning or today. And, today, um, yeah. 
and it's really big like the the leak quality um is apparently will really well known mm. um apparently hbo's wanted a piece of harry potter for a while their warner brothers their parent yeah. company they own the ip so like all of that makes sense i think harry potter i think um and i'm, I'm sure you know these talks have been in this stuff has been in talks for a long time mm. but i think the last of us doing a buy the book kind of loyal adaptation is going to green light a lot of projects yeah or it's going to be a perfect exhibit that people will point to they're going to say look at the appetite for this Mm. you know what i mean this was a video game thing that nobody knew about that unless they played games Mm. and it's the most watched show of the year now and we changed almost nothing well, it's um, it's like what we talked about at the top of that season, or, you know, when The Last of Us started is, it's a chain reaction. It, this was a lightning in a bottle, and it these kinds of things always kick open the door for more attempts at something similar. Yeah. And whether they land or don't, it kind of comes down to the people yeah. making them. But trepid, trepidation with this, for sure. I, I don't know. Like, I think it can get done. I think it can be done beautifully, because if you look at you know, what Disney is doing with, you know, with Mandalorian and, mm-hmm. and that type of scale. Because I think Harry Potter can, especially in the later, the later books, they really hit scale large and big. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's Harry Potter. It's uh, and plus the success of the game. It shows that like even outside the realm of like normal yeah. game players, people are jumping in on mass, like PS5 sales, like had a huge tick for the release of, uh, you know, Harry, Harry Potter, Potter because, yeah. you know, non, you know, the the you know the you know the non-standard gamers were just like i gotta get on my harry potter action and so people yeah dropping a grand you know like it's yeah i'm I'm gonna give that a spin once i got the the gaming pc set up i think it is cool but it's vast it was very daunting yeah um like i just it would be crazy dude like did you read the books i can't remember yeah oh for sure like uh, dude imagine an hbo helmed version series long with 10 hours of content covering the goblet of fire and Dude, like i just want chamber secrets and <laughs> yeah but you know what i mean like all the no, intrigue I know, I know. all the mystery chamber yeah. is a good one because it's basically a mystery novel goblet of fire is my least favorite by the way it's my most favorite because of how <laughs> twisted and conspiratorial it is it's like no, she kind of wrote a noir for kids yeah um think about that and then read it it's a great read but or is it order of phoenix i don't like that one that one i fire. i remember being pissed off about um hmm. but they're always better than the movies and uh it would it would be weird okay here i'll come in with my my um the expected grumpiness okay is it w- it will be very weird to see other people play these characters like the nostalgia factor it's been long enough and they yeah. have done enough to separate themselves from the roles that i think it'll yeah. be okay yeah i would agree with that yeah um yeah pretty crazy stuff okay you're gonna put zendaya in it I mean, that's what they're trying to do. Trying Don't to you dare. <laughs> if you make Zendaya, make Zendaya Hermione and fucking uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, she's going to be Lily Potter. Count on it. I'll put my money on it right now. <laughs> they're going to catch no. her as Lily Potter. I don't want yeah. that. No, I don't care. I, what, what do I have? Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you're probably... Actually, that would be good. That, that would be. That would actually be very cool. Yeah. Fine, whatever. They're going to find kids again and they're gonna do that they're gonna make them age in front of our eyes like a bunch of psychos yeah and they'll they'll all turn out fine Mm -hmm. okay yeah 
All right, wrap up the news for us. Uh, so fun little be uh, fun little announcement. So uh, a Scott Pilgrim anime is announced, and all the original cast is returning to voice uh, their uh, roles. Did you watch That's, that movie? Yeah, dude, Scott Pilgrim is the shit. Yeah, I never watched it. No, you would no. like it. Is it it's dope? A very, it, it is. It is very. I never read the uh, the, the graphic novels, um, but it is a huge love letter to anime and video games, like way before, like you know. A lot of that, like the meta commentary, way before that got like super, like you know, you had to put that in everything. Yeah. Everything had to be meta, and I, Scott Pilgrim. I think Scott Pilgrim was like the purest form of it at the time. And True, say Edgar Wright crushed it, so I'm very excited for this. I'm okay. not sure where it's going to land. I'm sure it's yeah, because I, I think they said Netflix. No, oh yes, it is Netflix. Yeah, yeah. so they'll probably watch it somehow. But yeah, uh, there you go. probably release it all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Okay, second premiere. Of the week, my home hero. I think I you told me about this on this the is, podcast. I, I, I saw the preview months back, and I sent it to you. Immediately. I was like, "This might be something you would enjoy." Yeah, and yeah, I think you did. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, how how do you like the uh, how do you like the pilot? Um, uh, so you were right. Like, it's definitely up my alley. Mm. Um, it's very, and this is a good thing. Um, it's very different from most of the anime that I've seen. Like, yeah, I just don't see, and not like intentionally, but I don't tend to tune in to like weird drama y thrillers. You know what I mean? Um, like, I don't for know. a guy who does not like horror and like borderline thriller horror, you tend to watch a lot. Yeah, in I the don't anime know. sphere for sure. Yeah, it's um. There's something about life. Like, I was talking... Are you negging horror? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> well, I'm not negging it. It's that... I, I was talking to Sam about this the other day. There was, like, a... And you'll you'll know all about this, because, like, you're, you're about that life, and I'm just not. But, like, I remember as a kid, for live action, there was something that changed with, like, movie production. Like, I think... I want to say, like, hair and makeup and, like, set design. Like, around the time The Ring came out... Oh, yeah. And I saw oh, The oh. Ring, and I was young and impressionable, and, like... The level of horror that that movie brought, like mm. with the bodies and the, but I just remember the make like the makeup, just the the faces, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That shit traumatized me, and it was also a masterclass in uh, jump scares, um, yes. and that was new at the time. You know what I mean? I didn't know it was coming, so it would just scare the shit out of me every time. It so, was new over here. Yeah. Yeah, it was new here, and then I saw, like, the Amityville Horror uh, remake around that same time, and that scared the hell out of me, and I was like, you know what? This isn't fun. Like, I'm not having fun. <laughs> so it just, pure horror turned me off big time. I remember walking out of the original Saw, and I remember, <laughs> I think, uh, who was I with? Who did I see that with? Yeah, that too. Like, I remember walking out and being like, hell is real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, like, that was unhinged. The, but, saw uh, a couple of those movies. Guy. That's too much. For yeah. Sometimes. But, yeah. like, bring me right on the edge of, like, realistic terror. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but I don't want to cross over. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, yeah. um, have you seen that Tom Ford movie? Jake Gyllenhaal? Dr. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. about as far as I want to go. It's a bad movie. <laughs> not a bad movie. I did not take that at all. But, uh... <sighs> 
you know, you know who'd made that movie like who? a million times already? David Lynch. <laughs> I don't right. know. Like it's it's uh, not trying to be a movie snob, but uh, that's what that was. I mean, you could be. I mean, yeah. you're allowed to take shots. Yeah, right? I yeah. shit on everything. Um, <laughs> I like Sorry, my home hero. Yeah, my home hero. Yeah. I did like it too. It feels budget though, like very, very much so. It has limitations, for sure. And this, I know, this is like. This is very high up on a lot of manga that have yet to be. Well, it, obviously it is now, but for like a very long time, it's been high on the list of you know uh, such an IP that people like are craving to be you know within that to have an adaptation adaptation. And to see it now, like I, you know, I hope it just doesn't turn into uh, like a situation where like the fans are super let down because like you know the the beats aren't exactly like what they should be. Mm. You know, this is definitely like a, not like a sacred series or anything like that, but like, there's a lot of love for this story. Oh really? Uh, yeah, apparently. Um, like it's, you know, it was up there with like Chainsaw Man. There's oh, actually a, sh- a show coming out, uh, in a couple of weeks called Oshinoko, hmm. uh, which is like, uh, they're telling the story of, uh, you know, how like the idol world is like, can be truly horrific for, hmm. for people that are in it. And, and whatnot. So, like, there's a lot of shows that people have been waiting for to be made, and they're kind of all landing at the same time. So, it's interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see the discourse with this, if there is any, like, compared to like Dragon Stampede, where people were like hot and very vocal. Because that was like, no, like more of a blockbuster IP, sure. or this is a little more indie. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I say budget, like, I'm not trying to be rude. It, just, it is what it is. You know, I watch shows that have a similar. You know, like some of the rom coms the internet I watch, like, they're not exactly swinging for the fences. Um, yeah. I understand. You're but there, there definitely felt like some very like weird, like we're reusing frames and yeah, they did verbal lines to like get up to the anime twenty three. That's there was like a couple instances, and uh, so it's like okay, like they're really trying to fill these episodes out. So I'm wondering if maybe it's just like a pilot thing, and there's more to the story. But uh, great ending, like good, like keep you on the edge of your seat. Not like any other. It's not like you know. Um, summertime rendering where that's like unhinged you're like oh my god like i need to see the next episode uh there's, a, there's another new show that i think you should watch um we can talk about it next week because I, I really think you need to check out the pilot oh yeah um but by the end of it leanne and i were just like oh yeah like i it, more on the level of summertime rendering it's Which like one? uh heavenly delusion it's it's gonna be week to week it's on disney plus it's uh okay. giving it's giving promise neverland and some <laughs> Kind of like the uh, shock factor of summertime rendering, yeah. Along those lines, it's very very cool. So we you should, yeah. we should talk about that next week but, for the audience. Uh, no, I, I did like my home hero. Yeah, I thought it was decent, like good, not great. You know what I mean? But yes. I but I will tune in next week. Yes. Um, and for the audience's reference, I know last week we talked summertime rendering because Grant was uh finally had a chance to check that out, and then he mm-hmm. passed me. Um, I like um Grant and I are, like caught up. We're around episode twelve or thirteen. Yep. So we'll probably talk about that in the coming weeks because I yep. think we'll probably binge through it. There's a lot of new shows this season that I re- I I actually have I plan on watching week to week, so I, I need to finish summertime rendering so I'm not yeah. like, overburdening myself. So True maybe say. next week. Um, Succession season four <sighs> episode two incredibly strong or no? Damn dude, yes, Super incredibly incredible. strong, very strong. Um, uh, they're back at it. Kids yeah. are becoming their season one selves. Yeah, this episode focused. I I feel like they're gonna do that this season. Like, I mean, this is kind of a silly, like, obvious statement, but like, it really feels like we are hyper focusing on the family and the relationships with the family, 
And just like, that's it. Like, yes, there are business plays happening in every scene of every episode. You know what I mean? Everyone's always like hedging their bet and moving their agenda and everybody has a thing. But it feels more desperate now than it has. You know it's the last season. You know there are stakes. And I really appreciate that Succession knows that they they couldn't do this forever. You know what I mean? Like, season one and two and three are only... They're good, but, like, if you just said, let's just do this for eight seasons, like, the show w- would eventually fall apart, right? Because it sure. just would stop mattering. It's too big. But they... you know, Like, I think, like, Suits or something like that. Like, these shows that have, like, a lot of... Uh, I don't know, like, a lot of uh, pedigree early on, but, like, they kind of fizzle because they just go forever. You know what I mean? Yeah, you always more, have more, to up more. the stakes, right? You always have to find a way. Okay, so the kids finally have Logan backed into a corner. What's he going to do this time? You know, like eventually how's someone gonna, has Yeah, how's he going to bear his fangs this week? Yeah. Um, but it feels like we're going towards a conclusion. Like something's going to end. People are going to get hurt. I love it. I love how broken they all are. By the end of this episode, you can see the comet coming into... It has now entered the galaxy, or, you know, our galaxy. Like, yeah. it is hurtling towards Earth. Um, so, like, like... everyone has just lost yeah. all sense of pretense. They're all fucked. And yeah. they're all wearing it, you know, because, like, they're too tired. <laughs> there were, like, I was so unsettled when... It was very, very early in the episode. Like, probably right off the bat. Oh, my God. The whole, like, <laughs> Sub-Saharan East versus West thing. Yeah. Ex- like, Jeremy Strong is, like... He's a maniac in real life, I he's, think. But he's that unbelievable. Was, that was such good delivery. He plays such a psychopath. Good psychopath. I have some quotes from this episode. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I, I, I bet. But when Shiv... When Shiv, like, finds out that, like, you know, Tom, I like, called all the lawyers in town, the face that the unhinged Shiv... Yeah, was like, oh my god! Like mistakes are about to be made, like drastic yeah. mistake, and like that's what happens. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's everyone is literally everyone. The core cast is firing on all cylinders. It's yeah, very cool to see. Uh, the Shiv point you make is really good. They're really tugging on that thread this season. Mm-hmm. Like they've done such a good job at isolating Shiv because she's a lady. In the family, you know what I mean? She's had to fight that. She wasn't, like, on the inside working um, with the company for a lot of the season. She, she's had all this stuff going on. But she's kind of had it under control. And sure. she's unraveling mm. this season. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on with Tom is tearing her apart. Um, she would never go toe-to-toe with her dad, like, or lose her composure mm. the way she has. Just in the last two episodes. Dude, one of the quotes I have is she's yelling at logan's face and she calls him she says you're a human fucking gaslight (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i don't know i thought that was great um i i i love it what they're doing with dash of the feeling oh my god (laughs) so funny dude when uh connor actually had my some of my favorite moments of the whole uh, episode um when his wife slash paid his fiance his okay his bride to be yeah. his bride to be doesn't show up to the wedding rehearsal or she uh, was there but like storms out. yeah she was there and then first uh the incredible like beautifully delivered uh and and so so good was his monologue when he says i want to go do something and like shiv doesn't want to go because she's playing her game to convince the guys and the guys are like no i think we should probably support connor hmm. and he says like at one point 
Oh, this might be at the end of the episode. But anyway, Connor has a monologue, and he's get he gets up and he leaves and he goes, "I don't need love. It's like a superpower." Mm. It's because like this guy is so damaged. He pretends that he's not. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, he's not the brightest either. But like, no, no, he's not. You know, he seems to like take a bit of pride in like, I'm not like you three. I'm not chasing after daddy the way you are. Sure. And there is some truth in that. But like, then you cap it off with because I don't need love. <laughs> Probably because I've never had it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's so fucked. Well, there's so many, so many cool and po- like potent things like revolving around him throughout the episode. Like, you know, it all feels like yes, like they are like yeah, we should spend time with him. But it's like because they know she's trying to push like for this. Yeah. So they are using the excuse of like he he needs some help. Also, like them entering the bar and like all their deliveries of like oh, do you think they can make like a vodka tonic? You yeah. know, like, dare I cork the house red? And then Connor has got me the best. Like, you know, something like a Belgian, something long lines. No, like I haven't. Guy. I haven't written down. <laughs> but not a Hugard. <laughs> he goes, he, like, he goes, he looks at a menu and goes, they seem to have some hearty fare. And then someone asks, like, what do you think you get to drink? He'll go, I'll probably have a regular beer, like a regular man. Probably a Belgian vice beer. <laughs> but uh, not a Hugard. But not a <laughs> some hearty fare it's like oh, yo it's like, a pub <laughs> like, yeah but no but you're right like the delivery all of them shitting on the bar was was really good <laughs> so funny and like the scheming and like you know they make it to karaoke and the uh, i know you were talking about last year when severance is on and you were jumping in like week to week uh for a good portion of the um mm. like the discussion threads I'm assuming you're prowling around the Succession TV subreddit. I'm not, actually. There is some great analysis on there, dude. Whether it's accurate or not, it is pretty dynamite. Oh, yeah? Dynamite of a read. There was someone that broke down how um, cryptic and telling... Like, I guess the song that he sings... Like, when he eventually starts singing at karaoke. I remember it struck me, the choice. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. It's, uh... Not Leonard Cohen. Um... I'm liking on who it is, but anyway, it's like it was like a full, like a you know, like an essay mm-hmm. on like you know why is it, you know that's a perfect cho- song choice and da da da, and just, like, you read it and you get to the end and everyone's mind across the board is just blown. And you're like, oh my god, this is why I love communities, right? Yeah, you know, just like really assess and break down and like you know going over the scheming and oh yeah, it's it's great. It's really Ooh, fun stuff. that sounds good. I'm gonna yeah. find that. It's a fun read. Really great episode this week, man. Love Succession, best thing on TV. Uh, live action wise anyway mm. Ooh, yeah no it is um okay something just as upbeat let's uh end the show on a high note positive grant um we both got to see one of these oscar movies uh, and we both saw it a little late but mm. you saw it, what two weeks ago yeah on march break all right all quiet on the western front why am i trying to build it up you guys have seen the episode title in the description um all quiet on the western front german uh made Mm. movie about world war one from the german perspective imagine that um fresh take as they say i i did know what i was getting myself into because you had told me Mm. i think that your brother words were heavy heavy yeah (laughs) but (laughs) you you knew someone who had seen it and uh yeah devin had had seen he's like i'm gonna i'm you know and devin loves like a lot of world war war stuff in general Mm -hmm. uh you know he loves band brothers and and, and all that stuff goat and yeah, uh, I'm I, after seeing this. I, I that's very high on my list. To, oh to my watch. god, dude, you're you're gonna. Well, we will talk. We will be discussing that for sure. Yeah. But uh, even he was like, 
yeah, I'm going to take a beat on this. Like, I, got, I think he got, like, an hour and some in, and he's like, I'm going to loop back, for sure. Like, definitely not in the state of mind to be watching this. Like, you know, and that's his lane, right? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it was uh, bleak. Literally, there's no other word to describe the movie than bleak. Yeah. Um, the positive... Okay, so, yeah, it's obviously a bummer of a movie, but we're not going to sit around talking about how sad we were. Um, sure. The... The... The cinematography, dude, like, yeah, they won best cinematography, yeah. Um, it's the um, it's the night stuff, I think, for me, that blew my mind. Like, how I clear it looked, how clear night. it looked, yeah, without losing a ton of like detail. Um, what's another was it Banshees of Inisherin recently that they had a lot of stuff like in ju- just fading dawn? Like, I feel mm. like these movies are getting we're getting better, mm-hmm. like, we're watching movies get better in the last. 10 years at this like shooting outdoors stuff like as much as everybody kind of shits on the revenant like think sure. about how well filmed that movie was i think it only won for like leo and cinematography actually well i think it comes down to how to correctly shoot with natural light yeah and the challenges that come along with something like that right you know yeah. you know you are reliant so reliant on you know yeah. the out, outside right but uh yeah ah it's like you know, and it's it's weird, like this. You know, the soundtrack. You know, and we're not we don't want to like you know talk about how sad it is and all that, but like the soundtrack is so sad. Oh my god! It control such a fantastic soundtrack to control emotion of just like reminding you of like the horror and like you know like the there's like the little brevities and you know like the way it kind of just sings when they're quiet and they have like these you know small moments together. Yeah. You know? And then it, how it can slowly like like that returning motif throughout the movie. Yeah, it's what like was, a specter. It was so good. What was the sound? It was like banana or like I can't remember, but that intro music, the score mm. that they kept going back to. Yeah, that like that returning beat. Oh my god. Like, so yeah. effective, so good. I love yeah. the score. It was so aggressive. Yeah. Like um they did some weird stuff with drumsticks too. Mm-hmm. Like to punctuate things, but they never really get into a beat. It was really creative, uh, from a sound perspective. And like I have a hard time picking up on that stuff sometimes. You find? sometimes i don't know like uh i find that surprising coming from you well maybe maybe not i guess like there are just the mcu for example um there are a lot of shows or a lot of movies that i think they train your ear to not realize that something is like that there's a soundtrack in the background because it just floats and goes well and that's not like an artistic intense decision you know what i mean that's like we're gonna make you comfortable yeah you laugh now yes and like uh i think as a result you get yeah you become a little conditioned to like oh the score is not much important and then movies like the batman and joker Mm -hmm. and this kind of come along and you're like that's like as big a part of the movie as like some of the characters yep as big a part of you know what i mean so i don't know um i will say another thing dude that i had in my notes here and i've seen a lot i'm also a big war movie war person war person uh yeah they, I, I do feel like they took the gore not far, but to a slightly different level than, yeah. um, like, your traditional, you know, war movies. Whatever that means. Like, whether it's Saving there's Private a, Ryan or whatever. There's a scene of someone, like, having mud stuffed down their throat. Yeah. That I was like, uh, you know, I'm going to watch this, but, like, this better be the last time I ever have to see this on the TV screen. It was... It was it was uh, it was something that really pushed it. 
you just that was the next thing in my notes is they hold on the disturbing stuff like they hold it like they mm-hmm. i think now i'm really reaching here tell me if i'm like going a bridge too far but i think it was like the point was like don't avert your eyes like sure because yeah. i feel like i'm on i'm in the theater with a lot of people or i'm on the couch with people often and they there's this trained behavior that we have to like I'm going to cover my eyes. Tell me when it's over. You look to the person next to you because they don't mind. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's uncomfortable. Like, tell me when the, you know, the dead whatever is off the screen. Yeah. And they hold on so many uncomfortable shots that that doesn't work. Hmm. Like, the mud scene in particular, the main character, the protagonist, having a panic attack in the middle of it, it elongates the whole scene. You're stuck there watching a guy die for way longer than you want. Um, the yeah, guy like with the fork, oh. that, like, they hold on that dude. They hold, like, they just, that's, that's on screen for, like, 90 seconds. They don't, also, like, all the trench stuff, you know, like, which is, like, a big, you know, that's a big part of a war. Yeah. Especially this war, right? Like, all the trench warfare. Yeah. And they, like, I don't know if they did a lot of wonders or anything like that. They, or, they uh, did, like, they did. Like, you know, tracking shot. But, like, there was scenes, I was like, we need, like, they did. The, I had this feeling like they. I. I need them to get out because I'm getting claustrophobic watching this. But like, if they leave, they die. Yeah. You know, it's just like you know, they, there is no safety anywhere. Like they really, again, like we're not really selling this to people that are like into this thing. But like, it, just a very like emotionally like it guide like it guides you through like what this is. But you know, the don't look away thing that is also very big with war. Yeah. movies right like yeah. they want they really hit home like this is like one of the tr- most tragic things you know, you know that has ever happened and like you we, know like yeah, yeah. our culture like is just scenes. i had no idea he was in this oh yeah, yeah i knew he was, really... was that was just, it was a fun surprise he was great in it uh but yeah i think we were, we were just so detached our generation our parents generations are like you know the first generations to not be drafted <laughs> in a very yeah. long time and i just yeah. think we're so detached from the reality you know what i mean like i think they did such a brilliant job showing how excited the kids were at the beginning of the movie signing up because on the on the other side like uh you know i'm okay these are not great war movies but like bear with me like think about like the pearl harbor movie or like whatever like people were excited to enlist like bringing glory home to the motherland like as absurd as that sounds and like how weird the concept of nationalism is today Mm -hmm. like people forget it was not only normalized but it was it was an exciting prospect to willingly sign up to go to war Mm -hmm. and it was probably an eventuality anyway sure um because like everybody kind of served so yeah that I, uh, and and then just showing how fast and hard reality hits them, mm. very sobering. Um, also, you know, and, and to your point about like we're not doing a great job like advertising about the movie. It's like yo, it's a war movie about the losing side from their POV. Mm-hmm. Like that's all you need to know. You know what I yeah. mean? Like what are you expecting, right? Um, I loved the decision. No music on the credits. Mm. Sit with it. Good call. Yeah, I don't know. People I... should watch this. It's also like I know it sounds, it sounds silly because it is two and a half hours long. Mm. But like, thank God it wasn't three. Yeah, you I couldn't have taken much more of that. You know, it was it was one of those things. Like I never paused and never stopped. It was like it was going, it was going. And like oh, we're, it, it, they do like a really not a fun because that's like you know there's nothing really fun about it. But the third act change 
kind of becomes a horror movie in a way. Like, even though, like, all this stuff is happening on, like, it feels like very war, war, war. But it almost goes to, like, not a paranormal, like, just also, like, it just, there's just something about it that feels like not of this world mm-hmm. you know the whole like you know the the war may or may not be it's it feels like limbo it's truly like yeah. a very good depiction of limbo for everyone and uh, what's you know kind of what's going to happen it was i again I, it was very very good this is one of those movies that like you know if this gets like a criterion collection you know like yeah anything with bonus features like really good bonus features and fun stuff i would love to have a copy of this just, i think just to have they might have the making of on Netflix. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, because yeah, it's a Netflix property, right? So sure. they do that like for a lot of their shows that I think they're banking on. Like, dude, there's like three Witcher shows. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They they have a making of. They have a. They've got an after show. I think like they've got a bunch of really? shit. I I don't know about an after show, but they have a bunch of stuff like accompanying properties to attempt to boost it. Like you know, with Succession on right now. I think they have interviews with the cast or whatever or something inside they, yeah, the episode featurettes. I think they did that last year. That was really yeah. Fun. Um, actually, piece of press. You mentioned single tracking shots. I think it's said in an episode this season of Succession. I think there's a thirty minute oneer. What? Uh, something like that. So that I mean, we won't miss it when we see it. <laughs> no, we will not miss it. We'll know. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's a good place to wrap up. I think so. God, action packed episode, Grant so good okay i I haven't plugged the instagram once (laughs) hopefully uh hopefully intro dave future dave my future dave your past dave listener uh, has taken care of that but uh, follow us at part-time otaku podcast on the instagram we do all sorts of things we post cool things i I don't know i don't know just follow it okay rate the show on apple music on uh, spotify we see you doing that we appreciate you keep doing it um, I, I think that's it. Grant, do you want to uh, say the thing? Bye, guys. Cheers.